Welcome to the Soul Stirring Branding Podcast, where you'll learn how to create a rich and juicy brand and website people can't stop devouring. After working with hundreds of women to create powerful personal brands, I know one thing for certain. Connecting with your ideal clients actually starts with connecting with yourself first. So we're going there with an inside-out approach to branding that will challenge you to peel back the layers of who you think you should be so your soul-stirring branding can emerge. I'm your host, Emma Brownson, strategist, designer, coach, and the founder of the Aligned and Embodied Branding Program. I am so excited that you're here. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land this podcast is recorded on and pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, I'm coming to you with a really interesting question from one of my one-on-one clients. I'm kicking off with her tomorrow, and I'm going through her workbook and she had a few different questions that she noted down as she went through the material. So I have a section about our brand style and there is a section where I ask my clients to break down their personal style. How do they dress? How do they style their home? What colors do you usually gravitate towards? And then I ask the question, uh, what's the style of your ideal client? Is it the same? Is it different? And if it is different, how so? And in that one, she said, I have a question that's coming up for me. When it comes to the colors and the design, do I go all in with what totally lights me up and then distrust that? Or do I keep my ideal client closely in mind? I lean towards it, letting it fully reflect the highest expression of my soul and then allowing it to guide me to those who resonate with it. And one of the things that she had in particular had noted was that she has quite a bright, bold brand and she dresses quite brightly. And she said that her ideal clients sometimes do that, but not always. But even if they don't personally dress in or decorate their homes like that, they are somewhat drawn to it and she gets the sense that it helps them access something inside of themselves. So to answer the question of, should I base my brand style around me or my ideal client? I would personally say, For the kind of clients that I normally work with, nine times out of 10, our ideal client is a really close mirror to who we are. Or if they're not, very much so like my client is saying here, they still, I guess their style, their values, their approach to life, right, is something that their clients their audience aspire towards. Like even if they don't feel like they fully embody that, they that is something which they aspire towards. So if that sounds like you and your ideal client, then I would say you absolutely want to go all in with what lights you up, right? Because what we put into our visual branding, this is our opportunity to have that split second gut response, right? In the person who's landing on our website, they're going to take all of what? I can't remember the statistic, like five, 10 seconds to make a judgment on us. You know, people do judge, judge the book by its cover and they're going to be determining, you know, is this someone for me? Does this feel relevant to me? Does this align to my style? Does this align to my personality? Does this seem like it's aligning to my values? Is this written in my voice? Do I feel like this 
is speaking to me? Do I feel like this is written for me? These are all the kind of things that we are sort of looking at in an instant. And the visual direction is certainly going to play a role in that gut response, that instant sort of decision making, because we know that visuals are processed so much faster in the brain than any text. But then, of course, our copywriting on our website is really going to back that up further and reinforce whether this is in the voice and the style and the energy of what our ideal client is drawn to or what they personally love, right? So in that way, then, yes, absolutely. It's a pretty easy question to answer. So in many ways, maybe this will be a short podcast episode, but I would say definitely go for it. I think that when it comes to being so focused externally on what will my ideal client like, then we can start getting into the realm of trying to follow trends, trying to emulate other people that we are seeing online who it looks like they're being really successful. So we think, oh, well, if they've got a large following, if they seem to be effortlessly, you know, booking clients and filling out their programs and whatever else they might be offering, then maybe that is the secret, right? That I'm missing is that my brand is not fancy enough or my brand is not trendy enough. You know, it's really challenging, right? We all want to fit in. We all want to be well received. We want to be liked. I think especially as women, this is a real a real thing that we feel we need to belong to the tribe, right? And it can feel a little bit unsafe at times to want to go our own way with our branding. If it feels like it's sort of counter to the traditional norms and trends and what's in fashion at the moment, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it is really challenging because you think, gosh, well, am I actually going to get clients, make money, book out my different offerings if I'm not mainstream enough? And it's almost like that idea of a musician, right? And then they become a sellout by becoming more mainstream and more commercial and trying to appeal to, yeah, appeal to a more mainstream commercial audience rather than perhaps being more artsy, right? I mean, it is challenging. Who's to say at the same time that your audience isn't out there, the people that are perfectly aligned, right? It really depends on a lot of different factors. One factor might be whether you work all over the world with, you know, you could, you do your work virtually, then it widens the pool a lot in terms of who you could help. So therefore, I feel like there's a lot more flexibility when it comes to finding your right fit people, right? You can be a lot more niched. You can be a lot quirkier with your style and that's okay because you're not just trying to really uh, reach the people in your local area where the ones who might align with your quirky sensibility could be a lot smaller potentially, right? Um, But at the same time, I do think that it could be a limiting belief around the fact that no one's going to like my style. You know, I'm never going to fit in. I'm never going to be liked. I'm never going to make money in this business, right? And you really don't know until you test it out. And even if you do test it out, you've really got to understand that it takes a while to build up an audience, right? So you can't give up just because it feels like it's not happening straight away. That's for sure. If you do feel like you have an ideal client who is very different from you, then yeah, I would 
keep that in mind. So a couple of examples that come to mind are I've had a couple of clients in the last year where their ideal client is quite different to them in that, you know, for example, one client helps, uh, you know, mainly, mainly older males in their, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s that are going through terminal illness, dementia, things like that. We still, to be honest, had made her it very much aligned to her personal style just because that is what felt really in her truth and congruent to her. She's very bold. She's very colorful. And that's her energy. So it's really just kind of it, it, it. it's balancing a lot of different factors. It's balancing your own personal style and energy. It's balancing the energy of your message. You know, what's that energy? Like, is it maybe a lot deeper and wiser or bigger or bolder than maybe your day-to-day personality? Who knows? Maybe it is. I definitely feel like that a little bit with my own brand that I have quite a fun, upbeat energy, right? And then I feel like the the energy of soul-stirring branding and the message behind it is a lot deeper and more soulful. So I really try to balance the two. And then, yeah, if you have an ideal client who may not resonate with the style that you love, it is, I would say, something that you do want to keep in mind. And then it's a matter of, okay, well, where can we sort of meet in the middle between what I love and what my ideal client is going to love so that we don't alienate them, but we don't alienate me as well, right? In the process, you still want to feel a deep connection to what you are putting out into the world. I really just don't understand this idea of branding from the place of purely what your ideal client loves if you feel so disconnected from it. I mean, it really depends on the business. The businesses that I normally work with are people who, uh, where their business is, is deeply connected to who they are. It is their baby, right? And they're doing work where they are the person behind the brand. They're not a part of an overall company where it's more about the personality and this sort of persona that they craft for the business as as a whole rather than any one individual. So really this feedback is really coming from a place of personal branding, which is of course what I uh, specialize in and, and help clients with day in, day out. So it's a little bit different to how you would approach a business brand versus a personal brand. So you definitely want to factor that into the overall equation. But I really think that in summary, you want your brand to feel like home. You want your brand to feel like you. You want people to land on the website and feel like they know you and feel like they're seeing the essence of who you are. And really by having a solid understanding of who your ideal client is, you are then able to understand a little bit more about how you can approach it and whether there's just a true alignment there between who your ideal client is and who you are, or at least who they aspire to be, even if they might not dress in the exact same style as you, you know, hopefully they're attracted to it or they like it anyway, even if it's not what they personally want to embody for themselves. You might have an ideal client that, for example, doesn't like to wear bright, bold colors, but maybe they love it for you. And they love that you have a not so corporate way of doing things, right? You're a bit more fun. You're a bit quirky. That might appeal to them, even if it's not their personal style, right? Because I definitely attract different clients that have different styles from bright and colorful to really earthy to really, uh, really neutral as well. You know, it can really go across the board, but so it's not necessarily like your ideal client has to dress the exact same way as you do. They have to, well, I guess then it's really a conversation about 
ideal client versus target audience, right? Because your ideal client, probably maybe they would dress very similar to you, but your target audience might be a lot broader than that, right? The person that you are that you are happy to work with, right? That, you know, as a more broad category. And then we're thinking of an ideal client who is that one perfect person that you can kind of visualize in your mind. You can imagine what he or she, probably is she if you're listening to this podcast, looks like, what age they are, what their style is, what they're doing on the weekend. You know, you can get really granular with it. And not everybody that you work with is necessarily going to be your ideal client. But the intention is that the more that we put our own style, our energy, our truth into our website, we start to call in those ideal clients. So you're going to be attracting more and more ideal clients as a result of this process, right? Rather than just keeping it really wishy-washy, really vanilla, really plain and simple to just try and speak to everybody, right? Then you're probably going to get a whole wide gamut of different people, different styles, and you can't really pinpoint it because you've done nothing to really hone in and narrow who that person is that you really want to speak to. So I hope that this helps you today to get a bit more clarity on how to approach your branding. A lot of branding people will say it's not about you, it's about your ideal clients. So you've probably heard that before and it may have left you confused about how to approach things. So I just want to reassure you that, you know, for some businesses that is the case, but when it comes to personal branding, it may be a little bit different. And at the end of the day, I want you to really trust your intuition and let that be your guide. So if it seems like it resonates with you to follow your own unique style, that's what's going to differentiate you anyway. That's an aside that I probably should have mentioned, right? By by following the trends, the typical styles of your industry, because everybody else is doing it, it's really not going to differentiate you and help you to stand out, which is really the primary goal of branding is differentiation. How do we stand out in the sea of other businesses and all of the noise and be unique? So this is a really wonderful way to do it. So I hope that this helps you. Please do feel free to reach out if you have any questions. All right. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe to the Soul Stirring Branding Podcast, leave me a rating and review, or share the podcast with a friend so that we can help get this podcast seen and heard by more amazing listeners just like you. Until next time, sending you lots of love and I hope you experience lots of soul-stirring moments this week.